Good morning. It is time to rise and shine. My name is Haley Jacob, and I'm the host of the Rise and Shine podcast. All right, my friends, Valentine's Day is this week. It's on Wednesday, and I thought, what better topic for this week than love? So we're going to be talking specifically about God's love and our love for him. And I also think it's great timing coming out of the Gyra series where we talked about how God loves us so much that he wants to provide everything we need. He is our provider. He is our Gyra. And so I think it's great timing. Um, I Honestly, I did not plan that, but it worked out. Um, so I want to talk about God's love and what his love means for us and to us and um, how we can, no matter in what stage of life we're, we're in or what we're going through, how we can just rest and have joy knowing that God loves us. And because he loves us, we love others. Um, so we're going to talk about that today. So grab your coffee, find your comfiest chair, and let's rise and shine. Okay, so probably the most quoted verse of the Bible is John 3, 16, which said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall have shall not die but have eternal life. And I think it's the most quoted because, in my opinion, it sums up the entire message of the Bible entire 66 books. It sums all that up in one verse. God created us, but we fell into sin. He still loves us and sent his perfect son, Jesus, to save us because he loves us so much. It's the perfect verse to introduce new new believers or unbelievers to who God is. And this is the most basic and most important part of being a Christian is understanding that God loves us so much that he let Jesus die in our place. He let his son, part of him, die in our place. 1 John 7 verses 7 through 12 takes this concept a little deeper. So if you are just getting started, that. John 3.16 is a good like introduction verse. And then this takes it a little deeper. It says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So there's a lot to unpack in that passage. The first one is... It's really important 
that we love each other because God loves us and he and because he is love if we follow God if we serve God then we ought to be loving each other and if we're not loving each other then what this verse is saying is we're we don't really know God as well as we think we do um, maybe our relationship with God is not is not strong or maybe you've drifted away because because God is love if the closer you are to God the closer you are to love then you're going to be showing love more and more it's just going to be overflowing out of you okay and then the next thing we were not saved by our love for God. Our loving God did not save us because our love, the type of love we can give is always imperfect, but it was his love for us that saved us. His perfect love. God is love and God is perfect. So it's a perfect love. And because he loves us, he saved us. We couldn't save ourselves. We couldn't do anything about it, but he saved us through his love. Because God showed us the most perfect love, we should love each other because he's giving us an example of what love is. Like I said just a minute ago, he loves us, so we ought to love each other, but he's not just telling us love each other. He's showing us how to. And yes, we can never achieve that perfection, but we can always strive to be to be like Christ, to show love the best way that we can. When we love each other, God abides in us. And his love is perfect perfected or revealed in us. So that yeah, that that passage has a lot of great things to to unpack. I'm not going to stay here very long, but that was 1 John 7, verses 7 through 12, if you want to take a look at that again. Um, I just really want to, I wanted to break that down because it kind of gives us a good starting point on what love is and what love should look like. God's love is perfect. It doesn't make sense to us why he loves us so much because we know that we are imperfect and sinful people. We all are. No matter how good you are, no matter how perfect you think you are, you're not. We're all imperfect and we're all sinful. And that's what makes his love so perfect. He loves us knowing that we can never love him back in the same way. He knows that He that we can never show him that perfect love. He knows that and still he loves us perfectly because we are his children. That's why he loves us unconditionally. His love is not based on how good we can be or the works that we do. His love is not based on a series of uh, rules that we follow. He just simply loves us. He is love. And to abide in God means to follow his command to love each other and be as loving as we can be. We know we're not perfect and he knows we're not perfect, but we know that we need to always be trying to show love in every circumstance. And sometimes that's really difficult, guys. Sometimes you have frustrating circumstances. Sometimes it's 
You don't, your first reaction is not to show love to that person who cut you off on the highway or to that um, coworker who keeps stealing your lunch or whatever the situation may be. It's hard to show love, but we are called to love one another. This type of love, the love that God shows us, is called agape love, and it's Greek. Um, it's a sacrificial type of love. And I'm not going to get – I'm going to mention a few of those like Greek words. I'm not going to get too much into the different types of love in the Bible, the different Greeks. I'm going to focus on kind of maybe two, two of those, but I'm not going to get into like all the root word. Like all, I won't get into that, okay? If you're curious, you can look it up. It's it is interesting, but it's just not what I'm going to talk about today. Um, but so it's an agape type love. It's sacrificial. Literally, Jesus sacrificed himself for us. He laid himself down because he loved us so much, knowing that we could never, ever return that. We can't. Because God is love and shows us perfect, unconditional, agape love. Christians are called to love each other. So since it's Valentine's Day or Valentine's Week, Valentine's Day week, the word love is floating around everywhere. But what the world defines as love is not always what God defines as love. The world is obsessed with the eros type of love, which is that romantic type of love between a man and a woman. And the world is constantly pushing that type of love in your face. But it's not only that type of love. It's a distorted version of that type of love. Lately, it's um, it's just lust. Lately, that's what's being pushed is just lust. More and more, you see lies about what love is. You see physicality being the center of relationships. You see lies about what this type of love can mean and who it can be between. You see love presented as life's ultimate goal. And then also alongside this, somehow these two things are happening at the same time. People are opting out of marriage and relationships and focusing on loving themselves. We've become a selfish loveless and lustful society. And that's what we're seeing today. That's what um, love is being described as today. And it's very surface level. It's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like superficial. Uh, There's nothing deep or lasting or meaningful in the ideas that are being presented to us as what love is. Now, I want to preface, there's nothing wrong with wanting a romantic type of love. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be married, with wanting a husband or a wife, because that's that's how God designed us, um, to be lifelong partners with someone. But a marital relationship is not the end-all, be-all. It's not. It's not the perfect type of love. It's not that agape type love that we find in God. Some of you out there may be married. Some may be single. Some may be dating. No matter what your relationship status is, 
You won't find the love you're looking for in this world. You won't. I forgot how C.S. Lewis um, worded it, but see, there's a wonderful quote by C.S. Lewis, and it's talking about there being a, a longing that for something, oh gosh, I might have to look it up, guys. I might have to look it up. Okay, I looked it up and I found it. And actually, this is the a little bit of an extended version of my original thought of what the quote is. So this is from the book Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. And it says, if I find my, in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. If none of my earthly pleasures satisfy it, that does not prove that the universe is a fraud. Probably earthly pleasures were never meant to satisfy it, but to only arouse it, to suggest the real thing. And when C.S. Lewis says meant for another world, he's not talking about like aliens or whatever. He's talking about heaven. He's talking about that longing that we have to be with God and be with Jesus, that longing that we cannot fill here on earth. We can't, no matter how many people we date, no matter how many uh, cars we have, no matter how, no matter how happy we or joyful we genuinely are, there's going to be that longing and that desire um, for to be with God. And so that's kind of what I was talking about, how there's nothing wrong with, with earthly um, relationships, be a marriage, friendships, children. There's nothing wrong with these types of relationships, but it's not that perfect love that we are longing for, um, that love for God. And that can only be found in God and in accepting Jesus in your heart. You could be in a committed, loving, healthy relationship and be married to someone who loves you deeply, but that person cannot fill in the places that you long that in you that long for the love of God. Or maybe you are single and you're feeling unloved or unwanted because you're not in a relationship. There are many people out there that believe that their life can't fully begin because they aren't in a relationship. It's like they're they're waiting in limbo. They're like, okay, well, yeah, I'm living my life, but like it's not really begun because I'm I'm not married, or it's not really begun because I'm not engaged or whatever. The world tells these people two main lies in the situation. The first one, that you are unlovable and no one wants you. Or number two, that you don't need anyone else and you can love yourself. So let's first talk about that second one. I want to preface that you should love yourself, but it's when I say love yourself, it is it has a different meaning than when the world says love yourself. You should take care of yourself and put in the effort to be the best you you can be. You should work to love who God made you. You sh you should take care of your body. You should have you know present yourself neatly. Have some um, I hesitate to use the word pride, but have some um pride in how you present yourself to other people. You should feel good about yourself. You should feel good in your body. You know, and um I say you should work 
to love or you should learn to love who God made you because it doesn't come naturally to everyone. However, you should not be self-absorbed and selfish. And this is what the world means when they say love yourself. You should not be so focused on yourself, your needs, your wants that you forget to love others and you forget to love God. When you do this, you make yourself your own God. You put yourself on a pedestal and you are serving yourself. You're not serving God. You are serving yourself. The reason you should love yourself is because God loves you and God created you, not because you deserve it, but because he gives his gift, his love as a gift to you. And if he gives his love as a gift to you, you should also show him thanks by one, by loving him back, but loving yourself, loving the the person that he created you to be. When you don't love yourself, when you feel like everything, now everybody has like, you know, everybody has insecurities or things that, you know, they want to work on. And again, because we're all imperfect, but when you are constantly talking bad about yourself or talk, talking about how much you hate this about you or that about you or saying things like, oh, I'm unlovable. Nobody could love me because of this, this, and this. You are like spitting on the gift that God gave you. He gave you that body. He gave you that personality. He gave you your strengths and your weaknesses, and he created you the way you are. And yes, we should try, we should try to be the best we can be because we are imperfect and there's things that we need to work on. But when you are just like constantly hating on yourself, it's like, it's kind of like a, a, When somebody gives you a gift and you like hand it right back, you're like, no, this is awful. Why did you give this to me? When maybe when they spent lots of time picking out that gift, especially for you, hoping, knowing that this would be something that would be perfect for you. And this is something you would love. And you just hand it right back to them and you say you hate it. That's what we're doing when we do that. So you should love yourself because God loves you. All right, now going back to that first lie that we talked about, which is that you're unlovable and unwanted and unworthy because you're not in a relationship. That is completely untrue. There is no question about it. No speck of truth in that statement. Because God loves you and he created you. I know that it can sound cheesy and make you think like, yeah, I've heard this. I hear this all the time. I heard this in Sunday school. Yeah, 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 whatever. It's kind of cheesy, but it's absolutely true. Eros love, that Eros, that romantic love is not the only kind of love. Many of you have families that love you. Many of you have friends who love you like family, or you have kids who love you. The list could go on and on and on. But even if you feel like you don't have any of those things, or even if you don't have any of those things, maybe you truly are kind of out there by yourself. And if that's you, know that God loves you. God loves you. And that 
is the most important love that you can have in your life. If you have the love of God, then that's all you need. And if that is you out there today, I, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you to find your worth in God. I'm praying for you to feel God's love. And I'm praying for you to find people here on earth that love you. I'm praying for you. But to all of you out there, all you need is God's love. No matter what you have in this world, all you need is God's love. And he loves you so much that he sent his son to die a sinner's death for you. The cross was, if I'm remembering my like history and stuff right, the cross was kind of a, a special, uh, not special in like a good way, but like a special way of execution for sinners, not, not sinners, for like criminals. That's what I meant. We're all sinners. Um, for criminals, it was, and I guess, uh, okay, let me read, let me read. The cross was kind of reserved for, for certain crimes. Um, and he would have still died on that cross even if you were the only person in the world that it saved. That's how much he loves you. So if you feel like you're all alone in this world, Jesus died on the cross for you. For you. And if you're feeling that way, I want you to say this, and I want you to say, Jesus died for me. Say that to yourself and say it as many times as it takes for that to really sink in. And he would do it over again. He loves you that much. John 15 says, My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father I have made known to you. So Jesus doesn't consider us servants. He considers us friends. He considers us family. Um, God considers us his children. And he says, there is no greater show of love than to lay down your life for a friend. No greater love. And that's exactly what he did. The king of kings, the creator of the universe calls you his friend if you follow him. He says there's no greater way to show love than to lay down your life for a friend. It's exactly what he did. He died in our place. So the lie that you are unlovable because you're not in a relationship or you're not married is an utter lie. It's a lie. All right. The last thing I want to talk about today is social media. So social media usage has rapidly been growing, and I honestly don't see it slowing down anytime soon. It can be a beneficial thing. It can reconnect people across the globe. It can be great for marketing, for creatives. It can be, it can just have so many benefits. It's 
social media is what's letting me do this podcast this very second. But society has become obsessed. More and more people are glued to their screens, worried about how many likes they get on a post or how many followers they have. I've done it. I've like went back and looked, okay, well, did this picture get any likes or whatever? Did this post, okay, did this, was this post popular with people? We've all done it. I check how many listeners I have. And yes, because it's, it is important for me to know that information, to know what kind of episodes you guys like so that I can keep being, keep being useful, you know, but I can't let it define my worth or my value. And I can't let my worth be solely placed in these numbers. The depression rates are climbing, especially in the younger generations, because we're looking for love through these screens. That's what's happening when we're going back and checking our likes and checking the comments. We're looking for love. We're looking to fill that void of, um, one-on-one interaction, right? We're looking for love in those things. We're placing our worth in how many people comment on social media posts or how many followers we have on our, our platforms. And oftentimes it leads to feeling worthless because there's always, there's always someone out there with more likes, more comments, and more followers. And so it kind of creates this like spiral that can be difficult to pull yourself out of. You get caught in doom scrolling and you're like, oh my goodness, look at this and look at that and look at that. But just know guys that it is all, it is all filtered. It is all created. It is all a facade. And even if it wasn't, those numbers don't matter. What matters is the people in your life, in the real world who love you and the people who you love. And then what ultimately matters the most is God's love. Find your worth in the love of God. His love will reach to the deepest, darkest, most sinful parts of you and shine light and love into those spaces. Only God, who is love. Let me say that again. Who is love can do that. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter how you feel, God loves you. He is Jaira. He is all you need. He is your heavenly father. Once you give him your life and let him fill you with his love, once you forget about the world, about what the world thinks, and see the value you have in his kingdom and place your worth in him, nothing else matters. 1 John 2.17 says, And the world is passing away along with its its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. These things in in this world, the social media, the cars, money, Everything that you try to fill your life with to make you feel more loved and more valuable, your relationships, your marriage, your families, yeah, those are all good things, but eventually all of those things will pass away and all we take with us to heaven is 
God's love. Now we will see those people in heaven when we get there, and that's going to be a glorious day. But ultimately, all that matters and the only thing that will last forever is God's love. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for each and every listener. I thank you that you have placed them in uh, the situation that they are in now. You have um, given them and equipped them with whatever tools are in their hands currently. Uh, And you have placed every relationship in their life for a reason. And I pray that no matter if they're single, married, dating, or choosing to be single, no matter what their circumstances, that ultimately they find their worth, they find their value in your love. I pray that this very moment that you just send your Holy Spirit to fill them up, to feel your love, whether they're in their car or listening at work or whatever. I pray that in this moment that they just are overwhelmed with your love. And I pray that you bless them as they go along this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you all so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and leave a review. You can also subscribe for new episodes every Monday. If you have any questions or topics you'd like me to discuss, you can send me an email at haley.riseandshine at gmail.com. That's H-A-Y-L-E-E and the word and is spelled out. Or you can send me a voice message on your podcast app. Simply go to the show or episode page and click on the link that says send in a voice message. Now, go out there and shine your light.